Hi and welcome to another episode of Startup Stories, where I interview the best and brightest startup founders and experts so you can be ahead of the curve with your own startup venture. This episode brings us together with Linda and Sofia from Casola, the first online tapas bar in Zurich. Linda, Sofia and their third co-founder Claudia started with the idea three years ago when they realized they weren't really happy with the daily food options in Zurich and they were looking for something between low-cost supermarket food and high-end restaurant menus, something with good quality and an affordable price. We discussed the first steps that the three friends took after deciding to go for it and how they registered the company. And if you're thinking about incorporating a company yourself, here's a quick warning from the founders. After the incorporation, you will receive hundreds of fake invoices addressed to your company, and you'll have to find the original and pay that one. So that's one challenge, but we also cover the biggest challenge when it's acquiring customers, as well as the personal challenge of launching a startup while having a side job, and many other more that we cover in this episode. Having Linda and Sophia on the show was a delight, and I'm super excited to share this conversation with all of you today. Enjoy! Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate it knowing that you have full-time jobs next to next to that startup. So um, I really appreciate you taking the time to answer some of my questions. Maybe we can start by each of you saying um, who you are and what you do for the startup you're working on. Mm-hmm. Maybe I start. My name is Sofia. I work at Casola and actually I quit my job to to start or to um, start the, the food startup. I'm in the papers, I'm the CEO, but actually we are equally important in the, in the, in the company and we all help out with as much as we can. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 everyone's as important, especially in the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. CEO, I, I, I don't want to stop you from, from speaking, but I think in the beginning, these titles, I mean, it's just to, yeah, as you say, in the paper, because people outside want to know, you know, exactly. who's the CEO, but in the team, you're like, we're all doing what we can to help each other. People who are not involved in the company, they don't understand what your role is, so you just say CEO and then exactly. they get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm Linda. Um, I also work for Casola, and as Sophia said, um, we do, everybody does a little bit of everything. And the only thing I'm happy that Claudia does the financial part. So it means that I'm the, a little bit more the, the one who looks for the design or for the kind of marketing part. And um, yeah. Cool. Have you, have you done design or do you do design in your, in your job? No, at all. I'm more in the, I'm in my full-time job, I'm in the same sales. So yeah. it's also something that we, I do in, uh, in Casola, try to, to find new customer and to way of sales our product. Yeah, very important job. Yeah. Um, what, what was the initial idea and, and how, how did the idea come about? There's a little bit about this in, in, on your website. But maybe you can share with with our listeners why you're doing Casola, this food delivery. Well, actually, it all started about three years ago when Claudia and I moved um, to Switzerland. We are both from Spain. And uh, I already knew Linda from university. So we 
always talked about opening our own stuff or let's call it startup. Yeah. Um, with the idea of, of bringing a concept from the US that was working and bring it to Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Then it developed into our imaginary companies yeah. <laughs> that were kind of crazy. And at the end, we realized that we were not happy with the food options in, in Zurich and in our daily mm, jobs. Yeah. So we, we started thinking about what can we do to improve uh, the food delivery of food options in, in, in and around Zurich. Right. So it, it all started with totally different things and then uh, it ended up with a problem that we three had at, at the moment. Casola was uh, the, the idea of finding something in between uh, the supermarket food mm -hmm. and the restaurant. So it's good quality mm -hmm. but in an affordable price. Yeah. And Linda, you can explain which pros we had, each of us. Yeah, I mean, um, for example, uh, Claudia was, uh, was wor is working outside of the city yeah. in, in the industrial area. So, um, she, I mean, we are all used to eat good quality food. So we know what it means. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it has to be tasty. Mm. So for her it was a problem that she couldn't find anything where to eat at lunch. And so she ended up like um, pissed off and stuff like that. <laughs> but she hadn't also the time to cook every night for the day, for the, like, for the next day. Yeah. And for me, it was a little bit the same. I mean, I had, I live, um, I work in the, in the city, so I had a lot of possibility. But maybe at night when you come out, when you come home late and stuff like this, you go to the gym, you do stuff, you, you, ha you don't have any time or, or yeah, less to, to cook. So yeah. I was missing something that I could just take from the, my fridge and prepare, but still good. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it was different needing, but we were looking for the same. Yeah, I, I totally know what you mean when you talk about the... the shopping mall food or my partner and I have been eating out of Coop yeah. for the last six months and I'm so sick of it. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> and in the end I looked at your prices, your prices are not that much more than a lunch at, at a, and it's a cheap lunch at Coop, it's just a small shitty salad. Yeah. I mean I, I know all the assortment of, of Coop, Aldi, Migros, Denner, <laughs> I know them pretty well. Um, so I think I ate for an average of eight, nine francs. Right. And in our that. company, it's around between 13 and 15, depending of the, of the dish. Yeah. But it also includes delivery. Right. Right. I mean, delivery is one topic I want to I wanna talk mm -hmm. to you about later because it's, it's quite a tricky thing uh, in mm -hmm. Switzerland. But definitely 13 to 15 francs is not, that, it's not expensive for, for a good meal. And it looks very delicious on your website. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you need to order before uh, 7 p.m. So whoever's listening, uh, order <laughs> before 7 p.m. and then they'll deliver, deliver the next day. So what was what were the first steps you took? So you said, okay, we want to do, we want to deliver food. What were the first steps uh, you took? Because a lot of people, you know, I'm asking because a lot of people mm. have ideas. They're like, oh, it would be great to have this food delivery. Ah, but... I have a job and I don't have time. So what, what, how did you manage to 
take the first step? What did you do? It was around summer when we all had the holidays and we started like throwing ideas into the table. Like, it, w- it would be cool if we could do this and maybe add this one. And then we had a list and based on that list, we were like scratching out things that were impossible. Yeah. But it gave us a first sketch of the idea that we want to implement. The next step that we did was a business plan, but business plan, not like we learned it at university. Not the 20 page. No, 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 no. We didn't write any, any lines. We just uh, threw some numbers into an Excel file. Right. And based on these numbers, we did a five year business plan, but we only looked at the first year or the first uh, two months or six months. And after we had the idea pretty much clear, we realized that if we wanted to start, there had to be someone that uh, left the job. Mm. And back then it was all open, like all three of us were like, like open to leave our jobs to, yeah. to start the, yeah. the company. I happened to, to work in a startup and I was like super excited of, of like starting my I'm own starting startup. Exactly. <laughs> working, working in a startup is, is great, but at the end you're working for an idea of someone else. Someone else. Again. Yes. How did you do that? Just, I mean, it sounds easy throwing in some numbers. Uh, so you said each meal is going to be 15 francs. Uh, the costs of the meal are going to be five or I don't know, three or whatever. Yeah, yeah then... I think this is our strong... We are really lucky that, for example, um, Claudia, she's working in finance for a food company. So um, we could like take kind of her template and fill it up with... We know how much food costs are in Switzerland because we used to calculate them at school. We know how much more or less are our personal costs or... We know that we didn't have the rent to pay for um, for the location. Yeah. So you may know more or less what the costs were if we do this amount of deliveries. And so we just started with the very negative, then a little bit more, 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 until how much we have to deliver to pay a, a salary, to have a bigger kitchen, and to have maybe a profit one day. So <clears throat> it was like, yeah, it was like a kind of a budget. You know, yeah. and I think this was kind of good at the time if we look at it now, because at the end we are already at stage two, where we can uh, pay a salary, a small salary to Sophia. So we already managed step two in this budget. So I mean, it's really you're already paying a salary. Yeah, to myself. That's amazing. <laughs> well, really. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very little salary, but still, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's a beginning. Yeah, it's a very beginning. good. <laughs> and uh, it, I think it's good that we have the know the know how about also food costs and stuff like this and how much you know this is coming from our studies and and we 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 used to work in this industry so um, it's familiar to us the old yeah. thing yeah so yeah very cool how many do you have like a ballpark number how many deliveries would you have to do to I don't know break even or or well, profit or we already did uh, some kind of break even because the investment we we, yeah, we made yeah. in the company they're really little. We yeah. only need a small machine to pack the, the boxes and the initial fees of creating a company, register a company. Yeah. 
plus but your salary if you if you take the minimum. Well, my salary, salary exactly. Yeah. My salary is like increasing by the time that we we get more deliveries. Every month. Every month. Amazing. Every month. <laughs> twice now. <laughs> You're gonna make more than the others. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So the the exit sheet it changed a lot because at the at the beginning we had an average price of around eleven francs. So we increased the the average wow. price. Yeah. So there, at the end you're like changing stuff so it's more real. Of course. Yeah, you adapt. Yeah. yeah. So so then you had the financials and you said, Okay, we can we can somehow do this. It, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. What what was the next step? Well, I created mean, no registering the company. Yeah, we'll start with all this kind of thing, creating the company and insurances and all this stuff. Yeah. And then when we had this, I mean, we didn't know exactly how if we want to do like five, six plates or every day. Or it was like still kind of open. Um, and I think then after we started the the web page we understood okay we can do this and this yeah there's a funny story when we were at the um project manager i don't know someone who helped us out with the papers to send to the register yeah uh he asked us okay what's the purpose of the company yeah and we were all three sitting there like uh actually let's uh, keep it wide <laughs> yeah let's keep it wide open so yeah. exactly so it was like this, like we had an idea, but we never wrote it down yeah. until we were in front of this, um, of this guy, of this guy <laughs> or important guy. <laughs> and we were like a bit, a bit lost. Um, so yeah, as, as Linda said that once, once we did all the paperwork, we started with the, with the website and then it was cool to, to visualize your idea. Mm. And that helped us also. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, I think also. Every, like all the, every time we had to explain our idea to somebody, we entered. I mean, we, we understood more what we wanted to do because yeah. you yeah. know it's also three people. Is everybody has another? Um, uh, I don't know another idea of the idea. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So and for Sofia is more important. This part for me was important. The other part and Claudia maybe no. I thought we were thinking something else. And yeah. So I think we're still not finish you know what I mean yeah the, the idea is still not completely finished I yeah. think yeah it I know exactly what you mean because I, I'm also working on a project and it really helps to sit down and write it down like what do you you mean and what do I mean and then kind of get it mm. straight and you're three people so there's yeah. three different uh, <laughs> yeah. imaginations working I, I just want to I just want to quickly jump into uh, the the registration part which is you know, it sounds boring because it's admin, but everybody has to do it at some point. Mm. How what, how did that go for you? Was it so you you put you did a you you incorporated a GmbH? Yes. Or, mm-hmm. So you took twenty thousand francs, which is the minimum. Yeah. Put it in there, and did you did anyone one of you have knowledge of how to incorporate a company? Uh, Claudio did. All right. Because his yeah. his father has a company in Switzerland. Yeah. We put 21,000 francs, so it was equal to <laughs> three of yeah, us. Right. Okay. The notary that told us sense. that it was the first time in his life that saw this. That someone of. put the thousand more? Exactly. Instead of uh, 30,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Claudia had a bit of knowledge, but it was it was pretty easy. We, as as I said before, we had this project manager who helped us out uh, through the whole process, yeah. and we were sitting with him I think three four hours. Yeah. And then we met again to to sign into the notary. Yeah. And that was it. Was that a certain official service or a friend of yours? No, it's official service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was good because also, I mean, we have no idea of uh, of what on this 10 page is written on, you know? Like yeah, if exactly. you go through, you, you understand maybe one word out of five and we are all like not native German speakers. So it was like one word out of 10. And yeah. so it was good that because it's true, but this is to too honest, hard. You know? I, I don't understand. Yeah. I, so I'm figuring out now. He was like yeah. highlighting the important stuff and, yeah. uh, and like, mm. do you understand this sentence? We were okay. Yeah, we understand. And then other stuff was like, it's not important. It's not important. It was yeah. like, yeah. And I think it was really good. You're just hoping everything's yes. fine. <laughs> you just trust him. <laughs> probably where, oh, everything's probably fine. Yeah, because yeah, we have, we'll have to deal with that as well. Uh, so and so. then be very careful after you register, you start to receive hundreds right. of yeah, invoices. Of right, you receive fake invoices, right? Yeah. But hundreds of yeah. really invoices. Yeah. I thought it was one or two. No, and you have to <laughs> among this hundred, you have to find the one that it's the official one. <laughs> How did you find it? How do you know? He told us, no? Or something. He advised us. He advised us, but at the end it was like with a Swiss flag or something. We said, right. okay, let's because they, like they Because they, they look in the hand register with yeah. new register. They send in the start. Exactly. Yeah, it's companies yeah. from abroad that just yeah. automatically send you an invoice because you registered. Crazy. And you think you have to pay. That's bad. And there's probably people paying it. Yeah, yeah. that's why they're doing it. Yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you have a website, which is beautiful, by the way. I looked at your pictures. I'm, I have to do pictures for my own website, for our own website. I'm like, it's also about food. And I saw your website. And I was like, what? What did you do? That? How did you do that? The, the food looks really delicious and yeah, it's really professionally made. About this, I have to say we, we are very lucky um, because my flatmate, Manuel, yes. he just started like a food photography. So it's like uh, he have all the thing, the stuff is like really, really professional. Yeah. So we started with like buying pictures also from the web. Yeah. And now we can just ask him and we just did a new photo shooting with him yeah. last week or two weeks ago. And it's super cool because it's really homemade. Like, you know, it's my... Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so if you need a food photographer, I can, yes, I can introduce you to Definitely. Him. The pictures look, look really beautiful. Mm. It's really it gives, yeah. and it, it's important. But yeah, I, I have to say that the the dishes, the pictures are made by us with the iPhone, so it's yeah, it's just the, the home home like the website pictures there from from Manu, but the dishes are made by us because we change the menu every week. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there's a weekly week for weekly. Menus. We cannot organize a photo shooting every every week. Yeah. So. If the dishes are, are like yeah. look tasty, it means that they're like super tasty because they're made with yeah. a shitty camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. So you have the website, and how do you how do you acquire your first customers? That's always like the the point where you see if people. The first want order, it. you mean? Yes. How did you get your first orders? Um, it was friends. I mean, I think it was really like just friends, and they were already they already know about the project, so they were like waiting and we are online and then we went online we said okay yeah now you have to order <laughs> now order now 
<laughs> and it was yeah but it's i mean it's the only it's true, way it's, it's also like to tag to test the website if you have bugs and stuff yeah. and what if it's because for us it works perfect maybe but for the if it's not if the customer they have a total totally another dealing with the website you know yeah. we know exactly where to, to click and stuff yeah. but so it was um yeah at the beginning it was really friends yeah we still have most of them are friends yeah uh, but now we also have other people. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked about it briefly before um, you're trying to acquire or you're experimenting with different ways to acquire customers. Can you maybe talk about a few ways that, that work and a few that didn't? Um, I don't know, it's, it's hard because I think this, uh, we said, is the, the most difficult part because um, marketing, we didn't start started marketing and stuff like this and we don't really work in this kind of thing. So it's totally something new and uh, we're just trying what we, we know. For example, I don't know, social media we tried, but um, it's also hard because also social media is not really they're not really customers, they're more like people, maybe you visit the web page or stuff like this, but mm. they, it's, it's, it's a really big target. So to bring the people to buy something is something, because you don't know if they have the need to buy it. So yeah. it's like, it's, you have to, to find somebody who has exactly this need in this moment. Yeah. So this is the tricky part. You know? yeah. And uh, what we tried, for example, you had also newsletter is something that you get so many newsletter every day that you don't even look at them anymore. And we still have people go on the web page through, through, through the web, through the news, newsletter. And it's good because we can inform the people of, of about our weekly menu. Yeah. What we had good response is, for example, a newsletter on a, on a public uh, blog. Yeah. which is really popular in yeah. uh, Zurich. So you can post your, your ad. And uh, this was the moment we had more people on the web page. But also there, we, don't have, we didn't reach so many order, you know? It's like, yeah. it doesn't mean anything if a lot of people go onto the web page if they don't order. No, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. And this is the difficult part, I think, to, to make the people understand that they have the need about your product. Like at the beginning, it was more B two C, like mm -hmm. friends, connections, people who you met, even at parties or in high like, or hey, something. Hey, <laughs> you want some food tomorrow? <laughs> exactly. Um, probably don't remember the <laughs> Yeah, but then once you have this this little community, you you learn about them, you learn what they work, then yeah. you start digging a bit. How can we reach the rest of the of the, of the team or of the team or of the company? And, and then it's more the focus right now is more B two B. Right. And this Sophia, I mean, she's putting a lot of effort in this, and we're really happy about it. She really goes uh, door by door of every company and wherever she can, and she leaves the flyer. She and this is something yeah really appreciate because first of all, not everybody can do that. I mean, yeah. you. You know, it's like something not so easy to break the, the ice like this. Yeah, you kind of yeah. need some courage to... You need it, courage. I mean, it, nothing ha will happen. It, you know, logically, nobody will hurt you or anything. But, but still, that's the logical part. Yeah. And then you go out and it's like, oh, fuck. 
no, yeah. I need to go in there and yeah. be my flyer. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, uh, I so mean, important. she's really, she's really brave and strong in this, and um, you also need time, so she has to go everywhere and do it, and mm. yeah, we hope that we, I mean, we had some, no, some good responses, good yeah, responses. yeah, yeah, the. But the problem is you also have to do research before if you have a canteen, if they're how big they are. And it's like That's true. it makes it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Have you figured out you know what type of company works better? Um, or are it's you a still surprise. It's, it's a surprise. It's, um, yeah. You have big companies with seven hundred employees that there's a whole team that they want to order every week. Wow. Uh, wow. Then you have a startup that they don't have time to go for lunch. Yeah. Uh, then I have uh, architects who I don't know why they are. They <laughs> are. <laughs> it's just they just <laughs> like your food. It's it's a small office. I think they're like twenty twenty five, and they also order once a week. So it's totally different. Yeah. We have also um, private clients that that they order for themselves for the evenings for the whole week. Yeah. So they order on Sunday for the whole week already. And then you bring every day. No, I bring it on on Monday. Right. And they can and they uh, freeze it or they, or they put it in the fridge or they freeze yeah, it. Like the yeah. meals, they last uh, yeah three, four days. It's for also lazy people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm lazy, obviously, because <laughs> I was really fascinated by that. <laughs> yeah, so, so obviously you can do this because you have time. Th- there's, there's one topic I wanted to, to ask you about is this being an employee and working on a startup at the same time. Maybe you, mm-hmm. you can say more about that. Um, how is that? A lot of people feel that if they want to start a startup, they have to quit their job and you know, totally focus on that. Um, you are proof that you can you can kind of do it also with with a job. Um, well, in the beginning, yeah. Although you do have someone full time. Yeah, that. I think. But what would you say are the challenges for you um, doing that, and why? And and what are the good the good sides as well? I mean. We are really lucky that uh, Sofia chose to leave her job and she's doing 100% Casola because, uh, I mean, she's working 100% for the company yeah. and we are um, working maybe 20 to 30% to the company. Yeah. And uh, it depends. It depends also uh, how do you like your full-time job. I mean, if I wouldn't like it, I maybe I would quit too. You know what I mean? Um, the problem is that you do it and you're in a kind of comfort zone you know like you have your salary you have your income you'll be um you you're doing your job and you like your team and everything so it's like um you know you put effort in your startup but it's not like if it wouldn't be your own your main job right you know what i mean it's like um and you also you have to be ready to put all your free time in this Yeah. So you have, I think it's, I think it's something that we see also in in, in, in in our company that we, I mean, she's totally 100% and, and we are also 100%, but you can feel it that sometimes it's less because uh, you still have your head also in your in your other job. You know, sometimes um, she, she thinks about Casola and sometimes it's hard for us also to order for me, sometimes to, to, To totally be in your startup because you're still also thinking in your other job, in yeah, your main yeah, job. Yeah. so it's like I don't know if it's better or uh, I mean I don't know you have to 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 choose yourself you know yeah you know what I mean yeah it's also I think I like a kind of personality thing 
and not everybody has the wants to to risk so much or yeah. you know yeah also if you i mean you're still in switzerland never you you still also if you quit yeah. your job you, you still you stay you 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 do something else for some it doesn't happen it nothing happened you know yeah but um yeah you think a lot of different thing if you quit totally your job for a startup you know, yeah it totally like, changes yeah how you approach the day and maybe it's also like you think you're 30 so it's now maybe in the moment where you i don't know you do your career a little bit or a little bit career so mm -hmm. it's like what yeah yeah, yeah there I are different things coming up yeah it's not very clear no there's not there's not an easy decision no but, but i think it's a lot of it's very personal everybody you know, react in another way and uh, is ready to do do it in another way somehow. Yeah. I, I feel for me it would be, I mean, I, I quit and went all in, but I feel like having a side job or a full-time job would be in kind of a, a, a way to, to start something with less risk, financial risk. Obviously, yeah. we, for me, I couldn't do it. I would do it, I don't know, the first few months until a certain point where I can say, okay, this this startup really will go somewhere. But it depends then, also what kind of startup you have, you know? I mean, I don't know if our startup could work if... I mean, we have to cook, we have to deliver, uh, you know, it's maybe if you do something where you have just to do office work or something, it's different. Or yeah. you can work at night or you can work uh, on Sundays, you know, for the startup. But it depends what kind of thing you're doing also. Yeah. I mean, she's she's working when also the other people are working, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not working at night or yeah. so. Hmm. Depend what you also are doing. Yeah. But I think also nowadays it's easier because you have the possibility to work part time. Like. Uh, it gets more and more. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if if you have a startup, you still can work when you when you when you still have a little bit of free time. Yeah. You can do part time job or something like this. Yeah, there's different ways of doing it. It's cool that you did it, you know, two people working uh, or have a well, full-time job and you have a full-time job in the startup. If, if we can talk about the, the product a little bit or the products, how do you come up with the, with the recipes? Because you, you, have, you have four recipes every week, right? Yeah, we have four recipes every week. That's really, um, I mean, we all three like very much cooking, so we, we cook very often and we i think we when we see a recipe or something that we like we just uh, take it and we change it and then we we do it it's not that we invent everything because we don't have the time to invent or, yeah. i mean it's really hard so um we just take different uh, from the internet or from blogs or friends or something and then just you you put it in on the on the web and you look to seasonality and uh, what now the products are we take we take Swiss products and all this kind of stuff. And uh, the problem is you never know. I mean, we, we, our, our goal is to really to stay tasty and homemade. It, I mean, of course, it's, um, it's going to be healthy because it's fresh. But we're not like uh, local, vegan. Or, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. still our authentic kind of way. And mm -hmm. we try to be balanced, but we still have... And it's hard because, for example, we always thought, oh, we have to be more vegetarian because now it's the vegetarian vibes and everything. And then we noticed that the most sell product is the meat product. So it's like, yeah. what's going on? You know, like you, 
it's really hard to understand people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like especially with it's food, because it's not it's not you know you don't have okay our target group is uh, men from twenty five to thirty. No, it's everyone eats food, yeah. and there's yeah. meat eaters across the board, and it's really hard to have a yeah. And you, you know, think you're so like um, influenced about this uh, trends. Mm. which you think that everybody's following the trend and in the end you realize that nobody follows this trend. You know, the yeah. no, real normal people yeah. don't follow this trend. They, they just want to eat normal. They, yeah, you know what I mean? most people do. Yeah. The trends are just in the but, newspaper. But you, Yeah, and you're so like affected of all of them that we started to think, okay, vegetarian is super important and uh, less meat or just, uh, yeah. you know, and at the end you say, but it's not what they actually want, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, for sure, like we don't follow trends, we don't follow superfoods, but there are some superfoods and there are some, some vegan pl- vegan dishes in our menu. Yeah. Like, it's not that we follow these things, they just happen because we have been eating like this since we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you, you find some mix between Italian, Swiss, Spanish dish yeah. in the menu. Yeah. I go every, every week also twice to the, to the market yeah. And then uh, normally it's Linda who, who plans the, the meals and then I talk to her saying like, listen, this, like for example, this week we have two dishes with asparagus. Yeah. But it's because last week I saw the, the asparagus in the market and they look so good yeah. that I said, okay, we have to use them. Yeah. And it's planned a bit like this, like uh, seasonality is a big, big point in yeah. our, in our uh, menu planning. Yeah, I think that's really cool that you have this weekly thing. So it's... It's a surprise if 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 you're a customer like oh, I'm I'm curious what's gonna be next week. Yeah, I think that's right. really nice. Yeah, but it's also hard because you will, yeah you have to do a new picture you have to. Yeah, I mean for you it's a lot more work. <laughs> it could be. But do you recycle old recipes? Do you like t- do you say okay we do thirty? Yeah, we also and then plan. We see it. if we can take one or two new ones, uh, old ones. And, and kind of you reuse it? They are more new than old ones. Yeah. Uh, based on, on the fact that that we it's our first year, so we don't have anything from last year. And since in the market there is yeah. these products, like yeah. you cannot, uh, I don't know, use right now, or I don't know, in the winter, you cannot use winter, something yeah. with the strawberries. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can find them in Coop and Migros, but yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like we try, we try to stay really seasonal. Yeah. And we also look what the, um, what the customer like. I mean, some dishes are really like runners, so we just do it again and again because yeah. they, they love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So one topic I wanted to, to ask you about is deliveries. So um, how, how is that in Switzerland? How is that in Zurich? I imagine it, well, if you do it yourselves, it's, you, it's you don't have to pay a service to deliver mm. it, which I have researched and it's very expensive. Yeah, yeah, we researched. It's too. crazy expensive. <laughs> yes. Really, don't do a delivery service. Uh, we already, yeah, <laughs> we already tested. What so what? Oh yeah, what were the options you tested, and what's what's your take on delivery service in Zurich or on starting one? Well, the first idea was obviously to to not to deliver ourselves. Outsource it. Exactly to outsource it. Mm. But since you commented it, like it was horrendously expensive compared to the price of our meal box. Yeah. So for the listeners, it's, so what I researched, maybe you have another number. We are getting to 10 to 15, maybe even higher francs per delivery, depending on the weight, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
which is basically a, a yeah exactly a meal we <laughs> we found between yeah seven eight ten yeah. this range and then I, I said to myself like I actually have time to do it myself why don't I start uh, yeah. doing myself until we reach the point that I cannot manage it yeah so based on that we also had delivery ranges that are not exact to the minute minute yeah so it's like one hour range yeah and then I can organize pretty well the route <laughs> yeah so yeah it was like this like it didn't make sense to to pay seven francs or eight francs to a, to a delivery company if the meals are sold for 15 like it would That's be right. to pay the, the delivery guy almost yeah, yeah. no it's, I think also if we, we get to the point that we really can can afford like a delivery to, del- to outsource the delivery yeah. I mean it would make sense to just buy a, a, a like electric yeah. scooter or something and, and hire somebody for some hours so they just it, you know it's, yeah, it's, definitely. it's more intelligent than, yeah. than outsource it yeah yeah, that's a big challenge yeah. you, you'll be facing and we, we also will be facing, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we are lucky that also we have a car, so... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. if not, you... <laughs> no public transportation delivery. But yeah, she's doing with the, the, the bike. I once did a delivery and it was 14 minutes, 14 minutes of bike. Wow. <laughs> it was outside of the city. And these are the cus- the first customers you just deliver, even if they're outside, because you're like, hey, these are this is a, it's a customer. I'm gonna deliver the food. <laughs> and I was I was sweating when I was arriving. It was really, but super nice lady with a with a girl, a little girl. It was very nice. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The thing with the bike is that we actually are not allowed to do it because we have to uh, deliver it like uh, with a specific temperature. So it's even if it's hot. It's not hot. They're they're cold. They're hungry because you cook them. Exactly. Before. You just have to. Well, we have always uh, one dish a week that you can eat uh, cold or 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 hot. Yeah. And the rest, uh, you can heat them up in the pan or yeah. in the microwave. So it's like you don't have to order for the next day. You can order for two or three days and then just keep it in the fridge and then yeah. or take it home for for the evening. Right. And yeah. So I. If I deliver by bike, it's just for friends. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really close to, to, to where we cook. To where, yeah. If you think about what you're doing right now, the stage you're right now, what's the biggest challenge you're working on? I think, I think it's still acquiring customers. That's always, yeah. I think that's always this a big is one. The most, yeah, it's the most uh, challenging part also. It's also because, um, for example, most of the customer... Um, think we are uh, a delivery service mm-hmm. like that they they go on the web page they can order now you yeah. know what I mean yeah and it's hard to to make them understand that um they just have to order the day before or maybe plan the week you know and um, yeah this kind of thing they make you think should we should we change our our model or no we should we should explain it better so it's mm. you always struggle about uh, if it's it's just, um, is this con- is this, is it built in the right way or should we adapt it or not? But at the end, no, you shouldn't adapt it. You should like, maybe it's just like you didn't reach your customer, you know? Like, yeah. It's also how many, mo- how much money we have to invest in, in this kind of marketing stuff, uh, yeah. which in, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's difficult, you know? It's, everything's uncertain. Yeah. It's all up to you yeah. to decide. Do you put 100 francs per week in marketing or 200 or... 
yeah. where do you market yeah. what do you say in and the, as I said before ads? like our customers are totally different yeah. like they're all good but they're totally different so we don't if we thought we were going to one direction and then a big customer comes and says like we want your services like okay should we change and yeah. just focus on the big customers mm. and right now it's like we have a pool of different customers so it's it, it complicates the task of, yeah. of of targeting the the customers or the new customers would it make sense to try to cluster them let's say maybe you have five different types and then have calls with them and try to find out why they or kind of try to find out or learn more about them and see if maybe for one or two you see oh this this like for example the startup it really makes sense for them and now we're going to just target other startups and for two two three weeks we just just do that hmm. or yeah we did that <laughs> you did that <laughs> all right and what came out nothing nothing really conclusive. i mean for sure they all they all have a, a common thing is that they 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 like to eat so they're not happy with what they're eating right now yeah and um, they like what they had like one really positive thing is that we have maybe 90 percent of our customers are recurring customers that's so amazing that's amazing yeah so the thing is like really the new acquisition like where can we go like where can i just ring the bell and say like hey we're this and as linda said that it's it's difficult because there's not so many food startups or like delivery of of this kind of food in 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 zurich or in mm -hmm. switzerland or even in the world it, i think it, it's only a few mm -hmm. and most of them is like delivery they associate it with pizza and burger yes. and uh, sunday evening that's true sunday <laughs> evening. <laughs> that's true yeah. so it's you you also have to explain the whole concept before they even want to to order well those are those are challenges <laughs> for every startup but i'm really curious to see how, how you take it how you take it from here so there's one question i, I always ask my um, mm. guests is if there's any book or piece of content uh, that you read about that you would or did you just start i think like uh, Linda and me, we both work, well, Claudia, some kind also in startups. So it's not that we had to read anything about it. It's yeah. like we were leaving it. I was trying to learn as much as I could from, from where I was working and just making some notes. I, I knew that even if I take these notes, I would do also the same mistakes that I saw in the, in the, in the company. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think it was our, or it is still your daily your yeah. Yeah. job which is like, much better than books really to be honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean we are just like they, I think the company where we are working we're in the same stadium just like 10 years ago yeah. that we are yeah. so it's like uh, you can see it's kind of same problem but just on a on a other scale you yeah. know <laughs> we yeah. are talking yeah. about hundreds there's only a little bit more yeah. <laughs> yeah. but at the end we just like you have the same problem you have to find your customer you have to to do, you do find investor and yeah. you have to promote your product yeah. and you have a, a lot of com um, competition. competition. Yeah. This is also something that I think it's hard today compared to the past, I think. Yeah. There's uh, yeah, lots of competition. It's much easier to start, so there's much more people, many more people <laughs> yeah. than maybe 100 years ago. But it's true. Yeah, what that consumer or what? 
know how to start it's much easier to yeah, start yeah, startups yeah. i mean yeah. you need a website and, and yeah. a bit more and that's it so there's a lot but i think it's also deep more difficult to survive then <laughs> exactly yeah yeah that's true <laughs> that's true yeah. i mean yeah but it's uh it's cool i think also jury he's um is really affects you in kind of way you know like you have so much energy from other people starting things and stuff compared to other city yeah. um that makes everything also if if in case you fail okay i mean it's not so terrible because you know 100 people failed before you or you 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 heard about it other people and you talk about it with people so it's like yeah yeah at least you tried at least you tried and you learned so much from it yeah yeah Actually, I had I had um, one blog that they were sending me weekly emails yeah. with a list of 10 points. Like, I don't know, there was like the typical, it's like 10, 10, <laughs> ten, things, to ten things to be a good uh, boss. Yeah. Or um, 10 things. You remember on LinkedIn? <laughs> well, I don't know your LinkedIn. <laughs> No, but yeah, I had this, this oh weekly email yeah. that, that I, I, I read during my lunch break or something. Yeah. I think it was... Really? Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not no. now, before, when I was working. You are reading <laughs> lunch break now? Seriously? Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay, I will try to find it. There's a lot of, a lot of blog posts uh, around that. That was it from my side. Thank you so much for, for taking the time and answering and sharing your story. That was it. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Startup Stories. Make sure to check out the show notes with additional links at nerdentrepreneurs.com. And if you like our podcast, leave a review on iTunes. See you on Monday.